Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh my god. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 23 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated but never duplicated were the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. We're broadcasting live under nine inches of snow this Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 289 all time. Your hosts tonight are... Yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. The injury bug, we're finally done with Arizona. We're looking ahead of San Jose. A bunch of games have been rescheduled. We'll talk about an article that appeared in The, uh, the Athletic. <sighs> um, and uh, some more goodness. So to uh, interact with the show on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Let's Go Blues Radio. Or go to letsgoblues.com where you can find past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, visit our shop where you can get some awesome blues-themed t-shirts and stickers that help support the show, and all of our social media links are on there as well. So we're dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. You'll get notifications when we go live. Wouldn't that be nice? What's happening, fellas? You guys uh, handling the snow okay? At least we're not in Texas, right? Nine inches, nothing new for you. No, no, that's a daily occurrence. <laughs> only only when i get excited though i'm a grower not a shower yep uh it's uh i haven't done anything in the snow so i had a i had a weird situation the other day and those those not in st louis i'm sure you've heard the midwest is battling a what is it called the polar vortex is what i'm gonna call it even though it's probably not correct um i uh um had a situation where i left the other day and did not plow or do anything on my driveway didn't lady uh driveway meltdown or anything and i left and no problems getting out but getting in was an issue so you know what my intelligent ass thought would be a smart idea 
was go in with some speed, right? Just go up that driveway, get some speed, and go up. And I did that, and uh, ended up in the front yard. <laughs> so I ended up having to, because I was like, man, I'm gonna, this is the only time I'm planning on leaving. I don't want to have to shovel it. It's going to melt eventually. I'm not leaving the next couple days. So, yeah, I look back now and I ended up having to do more work because I had to shovel my car out of the front yard as well as shovel the driveway. So I did no, way more work. I didn't have any of that. Bill, how's the, uh, how's the weather on your side of town? <laughs> um, on my side of the field that divides our houses? Um, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, how much snow we got, and uh, I I will say that I am uh, super grateful uh, to have a resident Canadian who uh, is all about getting out and doing the shoveling. <laughs> nice. I I had my kids help me uh, yesterday uh, shovel. And it wasn't too bad, you know. You get two two little helpers out there. I do the bulk of the work, and then they're kind of getting the the remnants of the leftovers that I, you know, clean up the driveway after I'm done. So that was all right. It wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah, no, I I always feel terrible, um, you know, when when it happens. But this year, like my work is so crazy right now, I have so little time uh, that you know I can't just pick up and go outside and you know help shovel. Um, and you know but and sure it's good. like we covered like we covered previously uh julie is uh you know a former resident of canada and it's just like the second the snow falls she's already planning <laughs> she has a you map know. of the driveway best plan yeah. of attack most efficient way to clear the driveway <laughs> right most embarrassing thing for me was um you know i was out running some errands before the snow hit and uh one of them was to pick up salt and uh i picked up the wrong kind I, big I grains home. of salt yeah i got home <laughs> and was informed that it was the wrong kind so i had to go back to the hardware store and explain what that i was told i bought the wrong kind of salt what kind uh, of salt was, is the wrong kind um just plain rock table salt, salt. Yeah. Oh, you bought rock salt. You didn't buy the yeah. uh, what's it? What's it the, called? The kind the of supposed to buy melt, the uh, right? The, yeah, 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 yeah. The ice melt is heat it? stuff. Yeah, it is... makes a huge difference and doesn't destroy your driveway. And I was gonna I say, know. yeah, it probably saves your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I know these things, but my mind is so preoccupied with other things right now that I'm just I do what I told See, and do it wrong. See, it's not so much your fault. It's the it's the was it's the it's the store for selling the wrong kind of salt to you. Blame them. They shouldn't even have that stuff in stock. If it ruins your driveway, why sell it? If there's better stuff available, just carry that. Yeah, it, it's probably because it's the better stuff uh, sells out quickly, and they need something to satisfy people. But in this case, uh, uh, went into the hardware store and they had all kinds, and I just picked the wrong one. I'm a moron. Uh, it's probably cheaper too. I imagine the rock salt, right? I, oh I yeah, guess. It, it was uh, yeah. like three dollars, so three dollars a bag cheaper. Yeah, and maybe people, maybe folks with long driveways around here don't want to spend a, a a ton, and they'll just put the rock salt down on like a rock driveway, for example. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, hmm. I'm thinking. Uh, the official beers episode number two eighty nine. 
You can follow us on the uh, Untapped app. My handle is at cprice12. Jeff's is at jponder94. And Bill's is Billy Blue, 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 Blue Note 33. <laughs> What's my new name? Uh, I, uh, Billy Blue Note, I guess. Billy Blue Note. <laughs> With a P? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, have to, I'll uh, have to warm to that. You, uh, I know you've got uh, a celebratory beer tonight, Bill. So what do you got? <clears throat> yes, I do. So I, um, we talked about the Madagascar release last week. Well, I went and picked it up this weekend and uh, decided that tonight um, there's good cause to celebrate. And so I am doing the maple variety of Madagascar as my beer of the show tonight. And wow, like when I popped the, when I finally got through, you know, figured out how to cut off the wax and get into the beer. The maple is very, very present. Uh, it is like, hey, am I about <laughs> to eat waffles or drink a beer? But it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, so once you got the wax off, you were good. Yes. Wax on? No. <laughs> wax off? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm jealous of the uh, Madagascar. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't go on and get any. I, I could have. Uh, after the fact, there was still some available, but what I wanted was gone, and I'm just kind of annoyed with that. So I just kind of threw my hands up and walked away. Um, you might still you know. be able to get some. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen if they posted, but yeah, I'm sure. You know what? I probably could go there, and they probably have something there. Um, so I could probably get something. But uh, Jeff, what do you got? Well, fellas, uh, out of my wonderful Blues Jameson mug, uh, cup, class, cup, class. Cup. It's a glass. Uh, is it plastic? What, plastic uh, or glass? It's glass. It's a glass. It's, so a, glass. it's a glass. Yeah. I'm uh, kind of dumb. Uh, Urban Chestnut uh, Brewing <laughs> Company is uh, sponsoring unofficially my beer tonight. Uh, uh, I've, I was going to uh, say, you got a side gig a... going on there. No, I do not. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's, That's why it's unofficial. Um, it This is an IPA. I'm, I keep holding it in the wrong spot. Let me. Uh, there it's we the go. opposite direction. Always the opposite direction. It's hard. I to... know. I know. And I always go it's a stage right, not stage left. Right? Yeah, exactly. Stage um, left. Stage right. That's a that's a thespian comment for anybody who uh, might be involved in that world. But anyway, that's a Snagglepuss uh, so... comment from uh, cartoons. My era. Exit stage right or stage I, left. I don't, whatever he says. I don't know who's Snagglepuss. The pink. The pink. The pink uh, uh, leopard. Whatever is it? Whatever he is. Snagglepuss, the pink, okay. the cartoon, the yeah. pink. One uh, of the Hanna Barbera, the right? One yeah. of the Hanna Barbera. Exit stage. He's got like a, a, a collar and cuffs. He's pink, huh. and his his tagline is "Exit stage left," or stage right. One of yeah, the two. Yeah, that that uh, does not ring a bell with me. Oh, wow. Well, anyway, young. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm the young one here, I guess. Um, Snagglepuss. But yeah, <laughs> Snagglepuss. I have to look that one up. Uh, maybe that'll maybe that'll be our show image on Instagram this week. uh so yeah midwest coast ipa ale we've talked on the show about how we're not really fans of ipa there are a few st louis breweries who have good ipas um the uh for in my eyes and urban chestnut fantasy land is actually one of my favorites right there with the beauty of center ice brewery um you can see if you're watching the video here very very clear and crisp looks almost like it's a lager um, good stuff. Anybody who uh, is interested in trying an IPA they may not have tried, Fantasyland is the way to go. You, uh, you've had it on the show before. 
Have you not? I have. I have. I know. Yeah. You, I know. You Again, have, it's know it's you. one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I I would. Let me see. I, I'm going to try and do this here. Uh, I'm going to put that there. Oh, it's going to work. I'll, I'll show. You. I don't know. If, I don't know if I get the volume here, but here you can check that. There you go, Jeff. Oh, okay. I remember Stangle Plus. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I lost you. We lost okay. you, Kurt. I, yeah, I know. I know. I, I couldn't. Do, I couldn't do my mic at the same time as that, so I don't have a. I didn't feel like building a whole stage for it, so I just did that. Okay. Yeah. I do remember Snagglepuss now. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, mine is uh, my beer of the shoe. The big shoe is um, peanut butter chocolate absence of light from uh, Four Hands Brewery in St. Louis. The peanut butter chocolate milk stout from absence of uh, It's called absence of light. One of my, I've had this on the show a number of times. One of my favorites. It is seasonal and it is available now. And I love it. What stinks about uh, this time of year, though, is right now is that uh, it, it's always nice when you when you go out to bars or clubs or whatever uh, restaurants, and then they would have you know seasonal beers on tap, and they would have this on tap. It was always a special special treat for me to get this on tap when I go out. Well, with with COVID, not going out near as much, not doing that kind of thing near as much, so if at all. So uh, um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad. Because uh, I always look forward to having this, to seeing who has this on tap in the St. Louis area, and uh, that uh, has not been a thing. So, I guess maybe next year we'll give it a go. There's always next year. There's always next year. What does this pair with? It's a uh, chocolate cake. I don't have chocolate cake here. I do have brownies upstairs though. I could get one of those. Special That's brownies? Sent no. Well, they're cosmic. If you make that. Oh, those are special brownies. They're pretty good. Cosmic. You know, cosmic brownies. They they, they don't taste anything like regular brownies. Right, they're not really the same thing at all. They're they're their own in their own little category of brownie. They they taste fake, they taste manufactured, but I like it. I can't explain. Oh, it's it's, it's hard so to explain. Good. Yeah, I like I like the way it tastes. Now, I'd I'd rather have a regular brownie, a, a good one, but yeah, I, I cosmic brownies are good. Uh, uh, real quick, while we're on uh, beers of the episode, we yes. got a beer comment here. Darren Grease Grice. Over on uh, the Facebook chat. I'm going to say Grice. Uh, which, by the way, let's go with Grice. G-R-I-E-S. Uh, Darren, uh, which, by the way, a new live listener, I believe. Welcome to the show, Darren. <laughs> uh, Narrow Gauge is the best beer in St. Louis. I've never had it. How about you, fellas? I've heard great things about Narrow Gauge. I've never mm. been there, though. Yeah, same. I uh, And I actually, I think I have uh, one of my uh, friends gave me... Um, like a a free pour from there that I just I've never made the uh, the time to get over there. So oh, that. that's that's the one in Florissant. Okay. Yeah. They've won they've won awards. I, mm-hmm. I do believe that their brewery when they came out with the best hundred craft breweries in the U.S. wasn't Narrow Gauge the top rated local brewery. I believe. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's four hands on there too. Right and perennial. It's usually yeah four hands Narrow Gauge perennial and then um, side project. Do they have a drinking room? Maybe that's a good spot to to go watch a game sometime. You would I, most of those, most of the uh, the craft breweries, the microbrews have uh, have tasting rooms now. So yeah. if you don't, you're missing out. To, I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, we'll have to. Uh, I'll get. I'll I'll see if they do. And and shit, that'd be a that'd be a good spot to go your, catch a game. Other than what, Center Ice, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Center Ice is is a great place to watch a game. Um, and hang out. Uh, Four Hands is a great place to hang out. 
uh, Urban Chestnut, fun place. Oh, yeah. the, one in the, the one in the Grove. Yeah, that's a fun place. Yep. Yeah, lots of uh, great environment. Fun place to hang out. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, February 17th, 2019, the St. Louis Blues tie a franchise record with their 10th straight win. Jordan Bennington sets the Blues rookie record with eight, his 8th straight win. The Blues set a franchise record for not trailing for 433 minutes and 8 seconds. Uh, the Blues record uh, three straight shutouts for the fifth time. And uh, it was first Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I'm trying, I, I don't think I quite remember the 433 minute streak. Um, that's crazy. Oh, I not, not, tra- I, 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 I mean, I, I believe it, but I don't, I don't remember it, you know, it at the time. So I, I that's, that's a, what, that's like eight games? No, yeah. five, seven games? Seven games. Seven, 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 seven games, plus. I believe. Yeah, seven they, plus. Uh, and then I, did they extend that the next game in Toronto against Toronto? Uh, but then Toronto ended up uh, taking the lead, I think, late in the third. But pretty sure they extended that. Yeah, and then we beat Toronto for the 11th win, and that was the record, yeah. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. February 17th, 1981, the St. Louis Blues extend their unbeaten streak to nine straight games in their 5-2 win versus the Calgary Front Flames. Mike Liut set the Blues' undefeated streak for goalies at 16 games, 10-0-6 over that span. And it's interesting. There's a video clip along with this tweet from STL Blues History. Uh, the sportscaster, uh, the news, the news sportscaster, the, the, the anchor guy, the sports guy on the news, pronounced Liut's name Luit, and it wasn't a mistake. He said it like three or four times. Luit. He had the U and the I flipped, like he pronounced it L O O dash E E T. Luit. Well, Very Bill strange. will love to hear that the <laughs> former, a former co-host of this show, Justin Wilson, um, he, for whatever reason, that's just one of those names he can't say either. He knows Blues history. I used to have a Liu jersey, and every time I wore it, he'd go, oh, you got the Louis on tonight. Louis. And I'm like, <laughs> it's it's Liu. And he goes, I know, but I can't fucking say it every time. And yeah, every time he would say Louis, Louis, Louis. I'm like, dude. Liut every yeah, time. That's it's like dairy can't say breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, or it's like there's a, a word that I I can't say I can't say internship properly. You, you, know you just did. Internship? No, I didn't. You, internship. You put, you put the wrong emphasis on the I'm wrong syllable. Emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yep. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't say it without doing it incorrectly. It's internship to me. Internship, but yeah, but you but you can physically say internship, right? Internship, <laughs> intern, intern, internship. internship. There you go. Yeah. I gotta really think about it. But yes, that's crazy. I know. Uh, huh? Yeah, the crazy thing. I'm watching that video right now, and, and it's a Canadian broadcaster that that can't get Liut's name right. That's why. That's why I thought it was too. It was the, probably the Calgary's newscast. Yeah. Interesting. I a, a word I have trouble with is uh, uh, oh, okay for for a while, I would say as a joke when I'd say sorry, I would say sorry, sorry, okay, sorry, and I said it so much that I say it like without thinking now. <laughs> I say sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just you know that's just your. Uh, 
you know, hidden Canadian coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like Calgary and my, uh, my, it's my yeah. stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think there's the, the, the one word, um, it's, it's a fancy word and I, I get it wrong every time. Um, which, Galoshes. Like, no, Bumper no, shoot. No, th- those are, those are easy. <laughs> Um, oh, and it'll come to me. I'll say it later in the show, and I'll purposely get it right. Just, just blurt it out, yeah. Whenever you think of it, just whatever we're talking about. Dolores, <laughs> Dolores, <laughs> Mulva, Mulva. <laughs> uh, February seventeenth, nineteen ninety-five. The St. Louis Vipers named Bernie Federico the president and general manager. Perry Turnbull was named the head coach and, dra- and drafted uh, Kevin Plager, Barkley Plager's son, in the first round of the RHI draft, which is the Roller Hockey International. Uh, he's got some video uh, posts as well of an interview with uh, Perry Turnbull at halftime uh, in a little pep game, uh, a halftime uh, pep talk to the team in 1995. Um, I loved RHI. I oh, loved yeah. it. I loved it. Um, I went to the All Star saw... game. The, the, the All Star game in St. Louis when I was here. I went to it. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I love. I, I loved it. Fantastic. There, I need to find the name of it. I'm gonna look it up. Um, if Bill has anything to say, but I, uh, there's a great documentary. I think it's on Netflix. I watched it. About you watched it? Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I mean, it was very. I mean, it, no offense to anybody who made it, but I mean, it was very second rate. You know, it was oh, clearly sure. a B type. Uh, documentary, but it was really fun to sit and watch and see the history of RHI. So I remembered, I remembered the word. All right, so it's <laughs> the the fancy word that I always pronounce wrong is uh, anathema, and <laughs> I say anathema. Like I'm like I'm gonna throw this in there, <laughs> anathema. Oh God, I'm a I sound like a hick. That's I don't anathema. even I don't know. I don't even know what that word means. What does that word mean? Um, it's like antithesis. It's like, you know. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know what that word Freeberg. Quit, quit, quit using big words in this show. <laughs> What's wrong two syllable max. Yeah. We got a two syllable max <laughs> no, on this show. Come on. It, it's, it, we, uh, we got a CBC education talking here. Come on. Right. Yeah. So, so for for anybody who hasn't Googled it to look it up, the definition is something or someone that uh, something or someone that one vehemently dislikes. So, um, yeah, the what, Detroit you know, Red Wings, right? Are what wings? Anathema to Blues fans. <laughs> yeah, as, you know, your words are very high class, Bill. Uh, do you know what else is high class? Oh, what, Kurt? Manscaped. <gasps> I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Hey, fellas. We are in the thick of winter and the storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. And because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, snags on your snowballs will be reduced. It's also waterproof so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi if you're a savage. Get 
20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. You hear that? Right there? Can you oh, hear? my. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, you, my. That's, that's, the sound, that's the sound of safeness around your balls right there. That's the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 3.0. Fantastic. That's actually the sound of, of Kurt trimming during the show for yeah, you right. broadcasters. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And for the, for those on the for those on the uh, for those watching on YouTube, that, that that light I'm shining on the camera, that's a nice little light you got there. Because you don't want I mean you want to see what you you want to be able to see what you're doing when you're uh, using the lawnmower 3.0. Got that. And we got the uh, we got the Manscaped Refined Cologne, which is fantastic. And I've talked before about it's pretty strong, so uh, a little goes a long way, so the bottle lasts forever. So keep that in mind. That's good stuff. A couple of bottles of uh, the conditioner and the uh, ball deodorant and the ball toner. I mean, uh, this is good stuff, people. I feel like I'm on uh, so, QVC. <laughs> I was going to say, so like, if you order now, we'll drop the price by $30, and you'll get a free gift. <laughs> It's got Sony bag. It's got Sony guts. <laughs> Sony guts. Who, who knows that, who's familiar with the uh, Tom Hanks SNL skit about the QVC selling a knock uh, knockoff QVC selling knockoff equipment. Every, all the equipment has Sony guts. Okay, that's funny, but trust me, it's funny. Sony guts. Take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, the name of that documentary was "The Rock and Rollers: The Wild Sport of Professional Roller Hockey." Yeah, that was good. I mean, it was, it was like you, like you said, it was uh, it was a second rate production, but that didn't that did, but the content was good. Yeah, you know what, what they brought. Well, was good. I was I was interested to find out that the expansion to the Vipers and to the other teams, like that was the beginning of the end for um, the RHI because they started what on the West Coast, right? And no, the they Vipers, were the killing Vipers it. Were, the Vipers were a. Uh, 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 a uh, uh, what's the word? Founding uh, inaugural team. Ca- yeah, they were a cornerstone team of the league. They were with it from the start. Were they? Okay. Well, yeah. Either way, they were mostly like on the West Coast, and and they picked off really well in California and over there. But then they started expanding, and that was when they started having a downfall. Un- I think unfortunately, it was, it was Anaheim and St. Louis, though the two teams that were like. Uh, in it from start to finish they were every year they had it st louis and anaheim were in it the anaheim uh was it bullfrogs i think it was uh they were in from the very right. very first season to the very end even they they skipped a season in 90 i think it was 98 i think and then they came back in 99 and st louis won the championship in 99 and then they folded after that uh, what was the other uh roller hockey the beach roller hockey did you guys ever watch that yeah uh, oh, pro beach hockey Proby Chalky. Do you know where yeah, I associate yeah. that with? I associate that with Oak Hill, in in yeah. uh, I, no no no. I'm sorry, ballpark. I associate that with the ballpark in uh, uh, in uh, Belleville, Illinois, where we played we played floor hockey uh, in a league on an indoor soccer field with AstroTurf, and they closed off the soccer goals and put hockey goals out on the rink. Um, it was like it was like uh, it, you know it was it was like uh, the Taj Mahal for street hockey, I guess. 
Um, it was and it was fun. It was just yeah, it was just fun to do. To this day, that's some of the most fun I've ever had <laughs> playing hockey. Like, just absolutely love that. You know, yeah. and you know, the fact that the leagues were so unbalanced. You know, sixteen-year-old kids going up against you know, fifty-year-old <laughs> drunk guys from the Ultimate Sports Bar. Uh, that was yeah, great. Oh. <laughs> it was because uh, uh, my brother Keith, he was who's actually in the uh, in the YouTube chat right now. If he's still if he's still in there, uh, I'm sure he is. Uh, yeah, he was uh, challenged a fight by a 45 year old guy. He had to Keith had to be like 14 years old. Or something. It, mm-hmm. was, it was not well. Keith did call his wife a bitch. So uh, you know from the, from the, when she was she was yelling she was yelling her head off and Keith Keith turned and yelled at her and. The guy on the on the rink of the times turned to Keith and said, "That's my wife." And we're like, "Oh man, here we go." <laughs> uh, we had some great stories from that uh, that uh, we'll have to revisit for uh, maybe a summer show sometime. Because uh, I did. I, oh no, kidding! Right? I, I I put I don't know. I I'm sure you I shared it with you at some point, but I home movies of us playing in games. I put on YouTube. It's out there. The Ballpark Sports Center in, in O'Fallon, Illinois. That's what that was. <sighs> um, so Blues talk, topics. Uh, avoiding uh, COVID. The Blues are avoiding COVID so far, but not uh, so much the injuries. Uh, an update on Tyler Bozak was today is that he was not on the ice again. And uh, Brewer was asked about that, and he said he's a ways away, which kind of sparked a, a lot of discussion on Twitter. Uh, where I saw it, uh, where people were just uh, automatically pissed off again at Mark Stone and the and the initial player safety for for the hit and then not suspending him because of it. Um, so uh, he'll be eligible after tomorrow's game to be retroactively placed on the uh, LTIR, as Thursday's game will be his tenth straight that he missed. So the qualifications for LTIR is either ten games missed or twenty four days. Uh, but I don't know why they would put him on LTIR unless they wanted to free up cap space to do something because there's no point in doing that otherwise. I mean, they can do it at any time after tomorrow uh, or actually at any time they don't have to do it. They can put him on LTIR right now if they want. Uh, I thought it was not you couldn't do retroactive LTIR, uh, but I had to correct myself online. turns out you can. So, uh, yeah, Mark Stone... Uh, I, in my opinion, uh, you guys uh, may feel differently, but I think Mark Stone should be public enemy number one in St. Louis right now, uh, and it's a shame we don't play them until, what, March like 12th, something like that. So it's almost a month until we play them. Um, but uh, in response to Brube's, uh he's always he's a ways away comment, Cam Jansen tweeted, uh, yeah, I might have to catch Stone with his head down, just saying, I hate hearing this news. So I, I'm on. I'm I'm with Jansen. I, I want. Well, I want. Of course, Stone we're going to agree with. Of course, we're going to agree with uh, friend of the show, Cam Jansen. Friend of the show, Cam Jansen. Uh, no, he's right, hundred um, percent. I I love what we talked about it at the time when Falk went after him, and um, you know, you got to think that that's enough. But but uh, at least for me, you know, the 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 Blues stepped up right away in the game and uh, challenged him to a fight. And I love that. But the fact that Bozak is still out, I mean, at this point, it's been a month, right? I mean, something like that, right? It's been 24. Um, it'll, be, it'll be 10 games missed days. tomorrow. 10 yeah, games missed. 24 I don't know the, days. So I, I, I don't know the days, but it's 10 games it'll missed at least It'll at least be a month. 
um, by the time he comes back, probably more. Uh, so yeah, I would. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying go out and purposely deliver a headshot. But man, when he's in the corner, do not let up. Fuck it, go right after him and deliver one of the biggest hits you've ever delivered by any player. I don't care who it is. His amb- his ambivalence to the situation just uh, infuriates me more. Like too after big a the word. Ge- uh, too big a word. Uh, it makes me matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about ambivalence. Oh, oh, okay. It makes me yeah. <laughs> but after the game, he was asked in the press conference, "Were you expecting to fight after the hit?" And he goes, "No, not really. I didn't. Uh, you know, I, he didn't think there's anything wrong with it." Um, which I'm like, just pisses me off even more that he that he feels that way. It makes me want him to suffer because of his ambivalence. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's uh let's try to avoid the multisyllabic words if at all possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying. I it's the it's the first thing that popped in my head. So You're speaking to a hockey audience here, buddy. I know. I got it. Sorry. I'll I'll try and do better next time. Uh Tori Krug uh is uh Ruby initially said that he was day to day after the uh after last game with an upper body injury uh, after Krug left Monday's game. But he was on the ice today in practice. Lou Korak said he is probably fine. Uh, but being on the ice in practice doesn't necessarily mean you're you're not still day-to-day. So uh, based on what is being said, it doesn't seem to be anything that would keep him out of the lineup for long term. So so that's that's good. Uh, Jaden yeah, Schwartz? Ted, Ted, yeah, Ted, real quick, Ted, uh, Tory Krug, um, that was a uh, – he was not shying away from contact from what I hear in, in practice either, which, um, you know, players might be told, hey, he's up on him. He's he's not a guy that's supposed to be getting contact right, right now. Doesn't seem to be hearing any of that out of practice. So I think we will see him tomorrow night. Uh, <clears throat> Jaden Schwartz is day-to-day with a lower body injury. And, you know, Schwartz has avoided the injury bug for a long time. So it uh, after being injury-prone a lot, his first right. what, was a few years ago. Right, and it seems like you know. So it was it a couple of years ago? He uh, it was a game against the Coyotes uh, back when they were the Phoenix Coyotes. Um, that that he uh, took a shot off the ankle, missed a couple of games, came back, and then he, a game against the Red Wings broke that same ankle. So hopefully that's yeah. not what we're talking about here. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a huge loss. Um, you know, in Having you know, the, you know the other news that we're going to get to here in a second. Scott Perunovic, um, you know, not expected to play a whole lot as a rookie, but done for the year. Another injury. Um, <clears throat> having that that lack of defensive depth now is a little bit scary. Uh, thinking Carl Gunnarsson is going to get uh, twenty plus minutes a game uh, until <laughs> Krug's back scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I love Boom Boom, but you know, I, I, you know, his time here may have been done uh, before this season. So, I, I mean, not to not to step, you know, too far into speculation here, but I would, uh, I would add that I could see the Blues if there's going to be a move made uh, anytime soon. I could see it being for another defenseman, and then either bumping Gunnarsson down to the. Um, the taxi squad or put on waivers, which he would have to clear. Uh, because yeah, I think that is one thing that is lacking right now is another 
solid number five or six defenseman. I think that I think that's a good a good point because uh, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to bring in a forward when you just added Hoffman and you're supposed to get Tarasenko back too. So you you're already going to have a forward coming back uh, of Tarasenko's caliber. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense to add to the forward group if you're going to add anywhere. I mean, defense is a is a no brainer, especially with the way that things are going. I mean, it's there 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 are issues right now with the with the with the defense. So. I mean, not everywhere. I mean, there there are highlights, obviously. Uh, well, Robert let's face Tom- it. When we get Tarasenko back, it's like <sighs> making a trade. I mean, it is. I mean, it is. People make fun of that, and I was going to too. But <laughs> I'm gonna like flip it up, flip it around now, and say no. It kind of is like making a trade. I mean, if if you're out of the if he's out of the lineup for so long. You bring him back for nothing. It's like making a free trade. It's like getting free. It's like finding 20 bucks on the ground. <laughs> That's what it's like adding Tarasenko to the lineup. Well, I guess it depends on what Tarasenko we're getting. Are we getting a, uh, a pre-Stanley Cup win Tarasenko, or are we getting bubble Tarasenko? Bubble Tarasenko, right. it's like getting 50 cents. But if it's like Stanley Cup Tarasenko, that's like 50 bucks. You know, it's interesting because he, when he came back in the bubble, his shoulder was not right. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't let on. It wasn't right. They, they, after the fact, they said it didn't heal correctly. He tried to play it through it, and with it, he couldn't. I mean, it, was, it just and he, and he injured it. So uh, they went in and fixed it. And they're saying now that it's fixed correctly. So if you if you buy that spin, uh, maybe it's true. I don't know. It could be. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh, if 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 that is the case, and his shoulder is truly fixed, better than last time, uh, then uh, he should be better than the bubble. I mean, easily. Well, let's let's just hope that uh, Doug Armstrong has more faith in uh, the surgeon that does this. Uh, did the uh, the work on Tarasenko, and hopefully it's not the same guy that did the work on Robbie Fabry. Because, oh man, uh, Armstrong was quick to get rid of Fabry um, with that that history of knee problems. Um, so yeah, yep, that's true. Yeah, I, I heard I heard the one that did uh, Robbie Fabry surgery was Doctor Art Lippo. So <laughs> I'm hoping they didn't go back to the same guy. Uh, yeah did he, did he like uh, uh, make? a ridiculous amount of snarky comments uh, during the surgery <laughs> because if if Art Lippo was doing the that, surgery, that's all you'd hear would be snark. <laughs> that is his expertise is snark, snark. during surgery, I hear. So yes. I, I don't know how much that helped, but apparently not very much. <laughs> um, a bunch of comments in the YouTube chat. Um, we got uh, Keith Price saying, well, I'm not sure what those references Patrick Patrick Waugh, Mark Messier, Kevin Slayton. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering what that was about. I'm not sure, uh, but uh, yeah, Kevin Slayton, uh, he's still around. You know that he's still doing radio on some obscure station in St. Louis. Do you think that uh, your maybe your brother's having like an aneurysm there? Like maybe he just is having epilepsy and he's just typing random things into the keyboard. I that I don't know. Uh, type. Maybe it's autocorrect. If you I need help, text me. If you need help, if you need help, text Kevin Slayton again. Where did the name <laughs> the Vipers come from? Keith asked. That's a good question. I'm not sure. There are no Vipers in the area. Uh, uh, <laughs> we don't have Viper snakes here. 
Let's see if we can find out. Keep, no. uh, keep going. What? Sure. What kind of viper? Uh, pit vipers. All kinds. You don't know snakes. Copperhead. <laughs> Copperhead is. Copperhead is. The copper is a viper. Mm, it's a pit. Is viper. it really? Yeah. Okay. Timber rattlesnakes. Right. Pit viper. But but the viper logo was not a copperhead. It was more of a cobra. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's I guess that's what I was thinking of when I think yeah. of Viper. I was thinking of a more of a cobra. Mis misleading advertising. <laughs> the purple cobras, if you will. Right. Hey, there's a uh there's a there's a great <laughs> trivia question for anybody who uh is interested in trivia in St. Louis. Last official sporting event played at the St. Louis Arena, August sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. What was it? It was a high school game, wasn't it? It was not. College I, game. It was. It was. It, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was a St. Louis Vipers game. Oh my God, Bill, how'd you get that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, St. Louis Vipers versus the Tampa Bay Tritons in front of 11,000 fans. That was the second largest Vipers home crowd. But no, I'm not seeing anything about why they were named the Vipers. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else we got here in the chat? Uh, Austin Lynch, uh, there you go, uh, here for the floor hockey game. <laughs> um, do you guys, uh, do you, Austin Lynch says, do you guys wish the Blues had the chance to play in the Lake Tahoe series since they didn't get to play in the Winter Classic this year? You know, uh, I, I, I was – go ahead, Bill. I was going to say, I, I think I think they'll just reschedule the, uh, the outdoor, outdoor game uh, in Minnesota next year. Uh, I think that'll yeah. be one yeah. of the first games back. Um, but uh, do I do I wish the Blues were playing in Tahoe? Yes, I have played that golf course. Um, that that's the um, Edgewood Tahoe. It's where the um, uh, American Century Classic is every year. It's uh, the big amateur game um, that uh, usually Mark Mulder and Tony Romo are close to the top of the leaderboard. T.J. Oshie plays in it. Uh, a couple years ago, we were out there for my sister's wedding and uh, actually uh, played the course. It's the best course I've ever played by far. It's beautiful. You know the best course I ever played on? Uh, Poipu Bay Golf Course in Hawaii. It was right on the ocean. Whoa. Uh, it was, And the PGA Tour was coming there uh, in like a month. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. I was, uh, that, was, that was a beautiful – I didn't even care how I shot it was just and you know, there were a number of holes the that ran the entire coast you know uh the whole, the, the entire hole was uh, was on the coast this beautiful amazing yeah and it yeah, was that's... it was part of a uh i was i was part of a we played as part of a uh a tournament and we actually tied for the uh tournament lead but another team turned their scorecard in like another turn another team came up first or something, and and uh, and got the first place before us, even though we had more uh, birdies on our card, which was interesting. Mm. I wasn't sure what the tie break was, but somehow they got the tie break, even though we had more birdies. I'm a little bitter about that still. That was like 20 Sounds years ago. Like it. <laughs> uh, best course I've ever played: uh, Tower T here in St. Louis. I'm, I'm I kidding. was I um, was I was gonna make that joke actually. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, no, best I ever played uh, was uh, I played uh, Tapawingo, uh, and I I love that course. I thought um, actually it wasn't it wasn't the one here. It was the one in uh, Illinois, right? Where is that one? 
Let me look it up. Uh, I thought it was a tap a week ago. Maybe not. I might be lying to you guys. Mm. I'll get back to you. Yeah. That's another good topic for another show. Best golf course. Yes, it is. Favorite golf course yeah. in the area. Um, but I, The Ozarks are up there. Yeah. Ozarks, Ozarks have some great golf. Um, but yeah, the, uh, getting back to the Tahoe thing, um, we played there. It was, uh, uh, August, mid August when we were there or no early August. And we were there two weeks after the American century and the signage was still up and just, it uh, kind of felt like we were, we were playing there without the fans, uh, except <laughs> that it got like, you know, when the American centuries played, you always see people out on boats and, you know, all the, the women in bikinis and stuff. When we played, it dropped down to the upper thirties with a rainstorm moved through while we were playing. And, uh, it was miserable, <laughs> but it was also uh, the best golf I've ever, best time I've ever had playing golf. What was the, uh, I don't know why I thought it was uh Tapawingo. It's Skokie. I played Skokie before, which is nice <laughs> out in uh, Glencoe. What was the uh, course we played anyway. at, Bill, in the Ozarks? Uh, it was like Kinderhook? really cold. Kinderhook. Old Kinderhook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we, we, we didn't finish it because no. it was cold and it got dark. Right. And then we, we, we had to book it over to the uh, uh, the dugout or whatever it was called uh, to yeah, watch the Cardinals the, and Dodgers playoff car- game. Yep. Yep. That, that was, was great. That was, that was awesome. And that was, that was the Kershaw game. That was uh, – that was the Kershaw game, one of the Kershaw games when we let it, when we uh, came back on him late. That was great. Yeah, was it? Uh, was it? I think it was the game that uh, was it Chris Duncan took him deep because it was Duncan, Duncan the first series, and then it was Matt Adams after that. It was always uh, a lefty and Carper- taking Car- him deep. Carpenter got him too once. Yeah, it was always am a lefty I, that took him yeah. deep. Yeah, right. The unexpected. Uh, um, I'll add real quick with the Lake Tahoe thing. Um, I love that idea by the NHL. We even talked about it on this show. Um, you know, we keep hearing, you know, the Winter Classic. It's like they always pitch the, you know, going back to their roots. This actually is kind of going back to their roots, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see the Blues involved in something like this in the future. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you always see the uh, the promo videos that the, uh, you know, that people throw out there at the beginning of the season um with uh players going out on the the you know virgin ice on the frozen lakes and you know around banff and you know the the resort towns in uh canada it would be amazing and and i know that there was some speculation that the nhl was going to try to open this year um on a lake in canada but you know it comes down to it it's it's you know america it's it's golf courses and money um Edgewood's a great place to have a game. It's it's beautiful. Keith Price said in the YouTube chat, uh, when we were kids, we pranked called Kevin Slayton, and we mispronounced the names of Patrick Waugh, which was Patrick Roy, and Mark Messier, and they said Pat, and they said Mark Messier on purpose, and he thought we were being serious. I, I, that was that was hilarious. We had my brother Greg do that, and uh, it was it was Slayton and Claiborne, and Clay and Claiborne after. <laughs> Uh, it, it was so funny, uh, messing with, uh, Slayton. My, my brother was like, my brother was like, I don't know. He had to be like 12 years old or something. And he, he was like a professional prank caller. I like, I was like in awe of him. I'm like, oh my God, you are amazing. <laughs> the way he interacted with, Clay, he with Slayton. Also, 
Didn't he also do the uh, you know long time list, long time caller, first time listener? <laughs> that was the same phone call. He goes long time yeah. caller, first time listener, and Claiborne goes, I think get it backwards there, pal. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Robert Thomas uh, has a broken hand, which we all knew, but that's still uh, ongoing. So, um, you know what though the the beauty of that is it's not an ACL it's not it's not something crazy to where you need surgery and you know you don't know okay we're going to say you know you know 2 weeks to 6 weeks broken thumb you pretty much know he's going to uh I'm sorry broken hand uh or is it thumb which one is it I think it's hand thumb thumb hand thumb I heard thumb it's thumb yeah okay. I'm pretty sure All it's right. thumb yeah uh, you know that he's going to be out a predetermined amount of time, and he will be back soon. So, you know, again, it's it's not great news to look at the injury front, but um, at the same time, it's not something that is you know he won't be able to come back from. It is a uh, it is a broken thumb. Just look it up. Just to just to officialize it, it is a broken thumb. Um, I think now is a time we should probably exit stage left. There's nobody on this planet exactly like you. But with ID Life's genetic testing, you'll find out exactly how you're made. You'll learn to work with your body rather than against it. ID Life is the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a personalized health assessment and your DNA. And for the month of February, add a DNA bundle with personalized vitamins to your cart, then click on Your Personalized Vitamins in the top menu bar to take the HIPAA-compliant assessment. After you finish, add your personalized vitamin recommendation to the cart to receive up to $100 in instant savings. Say what? I know, I know. Crazy, right? But you heard that correctly. $100 toward the health journey only you can take. Visit rockinthatidlife.com to begin learning about your body today and tell my friend Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Have you had your ID life yet today, Jeff? I have. I uh, I have it every day. Yeah, just checking. Uh, every single morning, I um I have the energy. Uh, I have not. I need to order some more hydrate. Unfortunately, you know, I think everybody listening probably knows about the issues going down in Texas. And I think even last week was my big push of, well, hey, they ship from Texas, so it gets here really quick. Well, uh, <laughs> pretty much everything is delayed in the Midwest right now, so. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm waiting for my shipment now, but obviously this is unprecedented times. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got some more stuff on the way. Uh, always make sure to stay stocked. I've got plenty more upstairs and, um, yeah, just, uh, again, great product. Can't speak about it enough. Um, I've done the ID kit before that, uh, actually tells me what my body needs and it is, it was hundred percent right. Um, I'm going to do it again. I just haven't, again, I haven't done it yet i've just been sticking with the energy and the hydrate but um definitely worth a try and again text dustin because dustin is a very helpful guy i mean he's been a a a good friend of mine for a very very long time but i can tell you that uh he treats everyone the same way he's gonna treat you like how he treats me when i text him when i call him uh to ask him about his opinion on something so uh definitely talk with dustin one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and we'll definitely help you out with whatever you need uh, in your journey to uh, to betterment with your body. Do uh, the Blues finally 
broke up with the Coyotes after a tumultuous relationship. Uh, do you guys know how you're supposed to break up with a woman? Because uh, via text, Steve, via text, Steve Steve Martin Steve yeah. Martin has some suggestions. You say, "I break with thee, I break with thee, I break with thee," and then you throw dog poop on her shoes. So, <laughs> hence the, the the title of the show. If anybody was wondering, that's an old reference. <laughs> Yes, to it Steve is. Martin stand up. I'm, I'm sure our young, I'm sure our young audience really appreciated. Yeah. Well, that. you know, I mean, it's I'm, it's. I'm sure our young audience is wondering who is Steve Martin. <laughs> right. He's oh, God. I he's hope the not. funny guy with gray hair that's had gray hair for like yeah. 40 yep. years now. Yeah, Three Amigos was was finally back on TV this weekend. I I don't know how long it's been since I've seen it on on TV. I think it was on uh, AMC. And uh, got one of the funniest movies of all time. I absolutely <laughs> love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> My little buttercup. Uh, maybe the blues should have uh, broke up with the coyotes in that fashion. And smile, smile. <laughs> maybe the blues should have broken up with the coyotes in that fashion. Uh, instead of uh, instead they said goodbye with a one to nothing loss. A stretch of 14 games and 24 games ended. Uh, 24 days ended on Monday. In the shutout loss, uh, Game 7 in the series that Craig Brewery does not want you to refer to as a series happened Sunday afternoon. Sunday's lineup featured a dressed McKeckern, De La Rose, and Pagansky uh, due to injuries. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, people kind of forget that uh, when they're being critical of the Blues play uh, in parts of this series. Uh, we've been we've had some significant injury issues, so so there's that. Um, Leighton? Well, and and, uh, and and we'll get to it, but I thought they played fine on Sunday. I Just a matter I of too. of uh, the Coyotes playing a little better, I, I, get, getting a, a better break. There, there were some games in this series where they didn't play particularly well, but uh, the, the the last what the last uh, four games, uh, three games, last three games, they were they were they were good. I mean, they weren't. I think they figured and, it and out. I think Arizona three, the last the last three games they played really well. The fourth game ago was the last game we talked about on the show, and that was the um, the the point was a point seven seconds yeah. left when they scored. Yeah, for the most part, they played great in that game too. It was yeah. just a matter of of a breakdown late in the period. They were point seven seconds away from winning the series. So hey, Bruby's yelling at you yeah. right now. Don't don't call I, it that. I mean, I get where he's coming from, but I mean, you, you still you call a two game series a two game series during the back to back. You know, I mean, it, you know, during the season regularly. I, well, and let's let's not lie. It's kind of fun to talk yeah. about it. You know, like for me, I on social media I was referencing the nineteen ninety nine series yep. uh, where the Blues came back from three one, and it was similar. You know, the Blues. Jokingly, they they forced a game seven in this series, and it was, hey, remember the last time they had a game seven against the Coyotes? I mean, it it's whatever. Come on, Baruby, lighten up a little bit, buddy. <clears throat> I mean, I get it. He's pissed, but uh, still, and technically, he's right. It's not. I mean, the season's not over, so, but uh, so we had the uh, a makeshift lineup, if you will, uh, but late in the first period. O'Reilly is called for interference against Nick Schmaltz, a play where O'Reilly and Schmaltz were battling for position as the uh, as both skate towards the puck. O'Reilly steps in front of Schmaltz right before they get to the puck, and he does 
Uh, and as he does that, he, he makes contact with Schmaltz, Schmaltz's knee, and Schmaltz takes his arm and wraps it around O'Reilly's neck, O'Reilly's neck and drags him down. Uh, and that all happened in like less than a second. It was a really quick play, and O'Reilly is flagged for interference. This kind of outraged a lot of people. Uh, and I wanted to get you guys' take on this because I think, I, I honestly, an argument can be made either way uh, on whether he interfered with uh, Schmaltz or if Schmaltz should have gotten the penalty. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, I, I hate this call. I think there's a difference between making contact uh, when establishing position in a play uh, than there, when battling for a puck than there is for interference. There's, there's a huge difference. Uh, and what O'Reilly did, I, I don't think was interference. I think he's establishing position in a situation where both guys are battling to get there first. Um, it's incidental contact, if you will, uh, before you get to the puck. Well, and I don't mean to no, cut no, you no. off, Kurt, but I mean, what is what is O'Reilly supposed to do there? I mean, just hey, go ahead, take take the puck, go. You know, I mean, what what do you want him to do? And I uh, I think the right call on that play, since since you know maybe O'Reilly stepped ahead when he shouldn't have or whatever. To me, at the very very least, that's a questionable. Should I make a call here? And in my opinion, the answer is no. If you're having to second guess whether you should make the call there, make no call at all. Let the play go. And and I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I think Blues fans would have been pissed that there wasn't a call on Schwartz, which there wasn't. But let's add the fact that they that they they called a guy on an interference call that that where really he didn't do anything wrong. He was just stepping into the puck. Yeah, just ugh, not happy at all with what they did there. Yeah, I I, I hear you, Bill. You're the muted. thing is, it's hey, Bill, Bill, what are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're saying something there. You're you're muted. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, I, I didn't do that on any work calls today, so I had to do it here. Um, it's the only way I get through it. Of today. course. Sure. Um, no, I was right. I was going to say the only thing I would add here is uh, that you know it, it's not it's not a random player that we're talking about. We're, we're talking about you know Lady Bing finalist Ryan O'Reilly, and you're going to call him for interference on a fifty fifty play. It, it, the officiating has just been god awful, you know, throughout the series. And Baruby's been right to call them out. Um, you know, you, you had you had this play, um, and then the you know Oliver Ekman Larson in in the later stages of the series. Uh, oh, sorry, not series uh, of the <laughs> seven game set uh, against the Coyotes, um, where he gets. You know, Ekman Larson seems to uh, drag down. I, I forget who it was, but you know, just completely inconsistent and frustrating. And you know that that was you know, and and I right after uh, right after the goal in the la- the the uh, the first penalty call in the last game, I texted you guys and said I thought this was you know I it had a feeling that the refs were letting them play, but there was going to be a ticky tack call yeah. that gets made, and that's exactly what happened at the end of the first period. Completely, completely uh, frustrated I- by the officiating. I yeah, and I'll, I'll add I'll add to, to Bill what he said there. Uh, friend of the show, Chris Kerber, uh, was on um, the point today talking with um, the Rizzuto show in the morning, and um, he made a comment about how the NHL has a real problem right now because apparently guys like Tim Peel, 
uh, who I don't even think is that that great. I mean, St. Louis, and so we love him because he's from St. Louis, but yeah. Um, anyway, guys like him and a couple other guys, they're 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 retiring very soon. Uh, Peel's retiring at the end of this year, and there's a couple other guys I think that are retiring next year. So the NHL has to really consider uh, how they're training their officials and and how they're going about making the right calls because eventually you're going to have a whole new group of young guys coming up, and these guys that are considered the young guys in the NHL, they're now going to be the veterans. So. Right now, our young guys in the NHL's referees and linesmen are constantly under fire, more than I think we've seen uh, in a while. And, and maybe that's just recency bias, but I just feel like the NHL, I think Chris Kerber is right. I think they have a real issue on their hands with a lot of referees and linesmen coming up that maybe are are, are more prone to make the call rather than not. But I think most fans, most players, most coaches, most most anybody in the NHL would prefer you don't make the call if it's questionable than if you do. But I think it's we're been seeing it's the been a problem. Right uh, poor. Okay, officiating in the NHL has always been inconsistent and uh, uh, pissed pissed off fans. It's, that's always been the case. Always, it's always been uh, fans have always complained about officiating in the NHL. However. Since we returned from the pause last season, without fans in the stand in the bubble last season, the officiating has gotten exponentially worse. And uh, there were some articles written about how officiating has changed since the bubble. And apparently fans in the stands have a lot to do with how officials call games. And at least that's, that's the... That's the rationale that that some folks are using and it's it, it's interesting uh, i i like i it's an interesting angle uh how uh, you might not i mean i think people always felt that fans influenced officials to some degree uh whether it be a little bit or or, or a lot but uh, man it's been i think uh they feel like they can call just about anything they want to uh anytime they want without getting booed heckled jeered yelled at um had the fans go ballistic either way. And I think that's influencing the calls quite a bit. I mean, how else can you explain the, I mean, remember the officiating in the, in the playoffs against Vancouver? It was awful. It was terrible. It was awful. Terrible. Well, not just, and and anyone who watched the rest of the the playoffs after that, it was bad all the way through. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when fans return in full, in full force uh, to see if the officials, uh, uh, go back to the way they were calling it, which was only a little bit shitty, as opposed to a lot shitty. Uh, now, well, I mean, what do you think, Kurt? You think that that fans do have that? Much I think fans of an have impact some on referees making the calls. Sure. Um, I, I, I mean, it's just I, I think it's just natural, and the officials would never admit it. I mean, hell, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kerry Frazier said that there has never been he never made a makeup call ever in his career, ever. We called them. I mean, they had a name. They were called Revlon calls for a reason. They were makeup calls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so I mean, the fact that he doesn't think he ever made a makeup call just shows me that they don't even know they're being influenced by the by the by the fans, or uh, that that's absurd to me. Uh, I, I, because you see it all the time, or used to anyway. Uh, a call was made that was like a fifty-fifty call, or maybe a bad call. They realize later, oh my gosh, yeah, it wasn't a good call, and then later on, you see a makeup call to make up for it. it Happened all the time. 
Well, I was well, I was go- a referee for maybe three months, and I can tell you right now, I made makeup calls all the time. <laughs> like, just admit it. We all know it. Well, just just go back to last week, and you know, I forget what game it was, but you know, the game where they called off the penalty halfway through the fucking penalty yeah. because the intermission came on and they said, Oh, we got that wrong. Just they, they don't want to be wrong. They don't like being wrong and they're going to do something to correct it when they are wrong publicly. Uh, the only goal of the game in Monday's game came in the second period from a local product and uh, now apparently blues pest Clayton Keller uh, a broken play where Falk broke up the uh, entry into the blue zone, but the poke check went right to Schmaltz to uh, quickly slid a pass over to Keller inside the near circle at the top of the slot who uh, let a wrist shot go by Falk. Uh, went by Falk off the cuff of Bennington's glove and in, you know, a shot that Bennington will tell you uh, he probably should have had. Uh, you know, I mean, and I kind of agree. I mean, he, he makes that save usually. Uh, his glove's positioned usually high. He just, I think he just he just missed it. Um, off the cuff and in. So, uh, but uh, I think people want to maybe blame him for the loss. Uh, anytime you lose one nothing, you I don't I don't care I don't it's care what kind of goal. goal the goal gives up. If you lose one nothing, it's not his fault. You know I, I don't care what kind of goal it is. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a le- leaky five hole. I don't I don't care if it's a red no, line goal. Not yeah, I agree. Who cares? You 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 have to expect your offense is going to at least output one goal themselves. And and the fact that they were shut out, you can't put that on the goalie. I I think we even had this conversation years ago. For everybody who says that we were we were Allen haters back in the day, I believe we had this conversation in a one nothing game with Allen. It was, well, hell, your goalie's gonna make a mistake. Y- you gotta score at least a goal well, and get him to overtime, and then you gotta score at least happens. a goal to win. <laughs> you can't win without scoring a goal. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't care. So, right. No, that's. Totally, totally a shot he should have stopped, and I mean it. It was it was a weak goal, but you know you, you don't you don't expect to get into, um, and no matter what, you know I I agree with Baruby. This this wasn't a playoff series. It was just the NHL trying to answer to you know trying to to come up with a solution to the COVID problem. It, 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 you don't expect to get into, you know, a one nothing goalie duel after you've seen a team seven times. You know enough about the other team to figure out what they're doing. You know, I think I think the problem for the Blues was, you know, yeah, Bennington gave up a soft goal, but they should have scored. And had they actually had a full lineup, I think they would have. But when you're when you're rolling Mackenzie McEachern out there every you know like he he's getting over 10 minutes a game that that's not a good time for the team and you're not gonna you're not gonna score a lot of goals um i, I don't know i'm i'm not a i've i've decided this year i'm not a mckenzie mckeckern fan and uh his presence in the lineup is is uh, a harbinger of bad things i think the uh the blues not to blame him for the yeah, entire I, thing but i I want to no. I want to. I want to get get onto that too. But I, I just want to add with Bennington. I mean, his stats uh, after a, a horrendous start for the Blues defense: two thirty seven GAA, nine eighteen save percentage. I was. I will admit when I was like, I'm going to look up Bennington's stats earlier today. I was expecting much worse, uh, just because of the way the defense is played. 
I think he's been phenomenal this year. I think he's been one of the best Blues players. And and again, I know that I'm I'm in a way I'm a Bennington supporter. I'm a Bennington fanboy. I've I've been a fan of his since he came up. But I mean, the guy has been great this year. Uh, he's just been. Le- I I thought uh, Falk uh, on that play. I thought he turned it over a little too easily. Not saying anything on Falk. I think he's had a great year too. But again, the Blues score one goal. We're not even breaking down this goal. It's it's a flyby. Yeah, Bennington should have had it. But then this happened. Well, and it did nothing ever happened. So it was just a. It, it's a big play because it was the only goal of the game. But I think normally this this isn't something we're breaking. Down I don't think I don't think are. that I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's uh, Fox at fault at all. I, I mean he he's reaching out for a poke check. He pokes the puck away. He does his job on this play. He he breaks up the play. It's a maybe he sh- maybe it's he a should broken be taller. Play. I mean he poked it away. You know. Uh-huh. Um, San, and, it, and it and it bounds. Maybe you should be Colton Pareko. It, it bounds right to Sanford, you know, but uh, it's <laughs> bouncing, so Sanford can't cross. So you can't blame him too much, you know. It's just, you know, I, 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 it's just a, it was a broken play, at the blue line that they took advantage of, and and uh, and Bennington didn't come up with a save he should have had. I think it's just that's the, like the Blues defense kind of did their job there. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I watched the replay. I don't blame anyone. Um, if you're gonna blame somebody, you know, Bennington should have had it. So. That's me. But again, I, I think this is just one of those goals that it just happens. It's, yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yes, 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 I agree 100%. If you're going to put blame on somebody, put it on Bennington. But I think, again, you score a goal, who cares? Goalies right. are going to give up rough goals here and there. Patrick Waugh had some rough games, and he's the, one of the greatest goalies of all time. Martin Brodeur, same thing. I mean, I'm not trying to put Bennington in the same conversation as them, but – it doesn't matter what a goalie does. If if you score goals, if the Blues score one goal, get that game to overtime, it's anyone's game. But they couldn't even put one past Kemper, who was great in yeah. this game. I don't mean no, to take anything good. away from yeah, him. I mean, he right. was great. Right. Right. You're exactly right. Like, if the Blues got a five-on-three and had the opportunity to tie it. Oh, wait. That <laughs> yes. happened. Yeah. Yeah, the, the oh, five-on-three. Yeah. Uh, how, how many shots on goal did we have? In the have? second? Twelve. I mean, I, 24 no, it, it, on the five on oh, three. Oh, five on three. I don't know. Uh, like four? Like yeah. four? No. Uh, we, one. one. Oh, you're right. It, it, no. Did we no, have we four? Had, it was different. Yeah. That was a different part. Yeah, yeah, we had one. I One or two. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't money. We had, I we think had, we had one. We had one. It was 54 seconds, I think. That's more than enough time to get more than one shot. And I think I think that the problem with the Blues, what, you know, we've scored one five on three goal. Um, in the past you know, four you know, it years, was in the playoffs. <laughs> it was in the playoffs. In the regular season, we haven't scored a five-on-three goal since 2016 or 2017. It's been a long time. They need to just shoot the puck a little bit more. And you, you know what? Not, not that I'm I the wanna, fan that you shoot, guys, but let me let me ask you guys this: something. I, I, um, this is something that just came to my mind right now. Not something I was planning on bringing up. Back before Keith Kachuk joined the Blues. Uh, they every now and then would cycle and put uh, Pronger in front of the net and and let him screen the goalie, and then they would just fire. McKinnis, Tur- even Turgeon, Hall, whoever it was, would fire shots, and, and Pronger would just try to screen the goalie. He was a big dude. What do you think about the Blues trying that with Pareko on a five-on-three? Throw him in front of the net. And just tell the other four guys put the puck on net and let's see. Breakers, the guy who's got uh, a nice offensive upside. Uh, well, okay, he's got 
he's got skills with the puck. He's not going to go out there and, and flub the puck when he goes to stick handle. He's he's talented with the puck. So I think he's a guy you could easily stick uh, down low with the puck, with the in front of the goal. Now, how good is he at uh, redirecting the puck on tips and things? He's never in front of the goal, so it's hard to tell. We don't know. Uh, yeah, probably never. Yeah, I probably mean, ideally you have somebody who can redirect the puck who's standing in front of the goalie, but. Uh, still, that's that's not a bad idea. I mean, the, I mean, remember Blues fans back in the day? I don't know if you remember Jeff. It was talk radio. Uh, they wanted Twist to stand in front of the net. Remember that? <laughs> because he was big and no one could move him. Yeah. Put him on the power play because the power play was struggling at the time. And, of course, fans have all the answers with the power play, right? <laughs> and they wanted to put Twist in front of the mm-hmm. net. And I heard that, and I'm like, What? Okay, first off, Twist is good at one thing and one thing only, and it was fighting. He's one of the best fighters of all time, but he couldn't play with a shit uh, otherwise. Um, bad skater, couldn't stick handle, couldn't do anything. Um, so I, that was that was interesting to me. And he wasn't, that, like, uh, overly tall either. No if, no. if he was, like, the Grim Reaper, you know, Stu Grimson, and he was, you know, 6'4", okay, maybe. But he was, what, 6'1", six 6'0"? Six yeah, if that yeah yeah Stu grimson john scott maybe put those guys in front that you that reminds me of you know like th- that might be a step up from the saturday night live sketch when gretzky was hosting where uh they had celebrities coming down to to give suggestions <laughs> to, to how they should play it was the uh the uh, caricature of john travolta said why don't you just get a a big fat guy with a board stand him in goal uh, that that seems about on the same level as you know putting twist out there on the power f117 nighthawk said uh what does this say about us if we make the playoffs it seems like we are easy to figure out almost always losing the second game of a series this year then losing game seven of this series which is not a series remember uh can't call it a series <laughs> it's a set <laughs> it's a set right um and then she goes on to say, people always uh, want to blame the goalie. It got through all of our men until it got through the goalie. And then uh, can we blame Kurt? Uh, sure. Uh, yes. Why not? Yes, sure, we why can. Not? It's probably and, Kurt's uh, fault. And it's thank you, Bill. Kurt's it's not the goalie's fault. fault. Um, well, it's never Kurt, didn't you fault. once take a slap shot it's at the, the, uh, the bench and hit a goalie in the head? I did. I Didn't shot, that happen I once? Should, yeah. <laughs> Bill was not playing goal that game, but uh, he was on the bench uh, – lacing up or something and i i took a during warm-ups took a wrist shot at the, at the at the half boards on the on the bench and it sailed on me and it cracked bill in the in the forehead i think or the cheek or whatever it was i have no <laughs> idea why you would do who that who doesn't shoot the puck yeah. against the boards uh, we had gets the against the players bench yeah. come on had, man i don't right. miss jeff we had that was, that was like the first time i've done that right. I, I don't miss you don't miss i don't miss okay <laughs> right Right, we had four guys, and I was trying to talk one of the best players at Oak Hill into subbing for us, and he hit me in the head. And so I had to play the game with a concussion, and then Touche didn't want to play yeah. with us. Yeah, Way you got go, guys Kurt. shooting at your head on the bench. Yeah, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I uh, I did that a lot, and I just that was the only time it's ever done that. Sailed on me like that. And it was to your to your best uh, friend. I, I apologize profusely. 
Uh, and Bill got yeah, Bill got uh, some nice attention from the from the uh, lady up uh, in the in the owner's box though. <laughs> I, I would not call that nice attention from the she drunk was, bar. Oh, tender. she was sweet on you, and you know it. <laughs> well, who's not sweet on Bill? I'm One of sweet the more on Bill humiliating moments of my life. That's, I mean, it's a good story now. Uh, sometimes it is the goalie's fault. I'm sorry. I mean, it, sometimes it is. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, no, no. As a as a goalie, I'll admit yeah. that. It, it sometimes it is. Um, but it, but in a game where you lose sure, one no, to no. nothing, especially in a game when you had a five right. on three and and got one shot on my, that, my, it's not the my, goalie's my, fault. I guess my point was that sometimes individual goals are the goalie's fault. In a one nothing game, I I think I said earlier that I'm never ever. I don't care what kind of goal it is. I'm not blaming the goalie in a one nothing loss. I, I'm not ever. Because it's one goal. I mean, you, you can't win when the goalie score allows one goal. You don't deserve to win the game at all. I'm period. Sorry. Uh, the non-call on the uh, Oliver ruckman Larson goal uh, uh, play where uh, Pagansky in the third period. What's late that? in the game. Yeah, third period, Pagansky. Yeah, well, I was yeah late, late in the game. Late third the period, game. Pagansky yep. is uh, scooting by Oliver ruckman Larson on the boards in the Coyote zone when he's slowed up by ekman Larson. Uh, as they get tied up for a moment, and Pagansky goes down to the ice. Berube was pissed, called it a hold, and bitched about it later in the game. Everyone on Twitter saying the same, and it, and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my take on this, and then I want you guys feedback because I disagree with some people online about this play. So uh, uh, at first glance, in real time, I thought the same thing. I thought he was he was he was hauled down. I thought I was like, where's the penalty? Um, Lou Korak posted a video of the incident on Twitter explaining why Bruber was so upset. Korak said that uh, Ekman Larson grabbed Pagansky's arm and stick and dragged him down to the ice. So I looked at the video, I watched it, and I was like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, wait a second, I don't I don't see Ekman Larson uh, actually take his hands off his stick and grab Pagansky. So I'm looking at it, and it's a shitty looking video. It's like a it's like shot with a potato. It's terrible. Uh, but so I and I'm like, okay, I want to look this in, I want to look at this at better quality. So I go on NHL TV. And I pull up the game, and I go to the spot in the game where the play happens, and I look at it in HD quality, and I'm like, Ekman Larson does not take his hands off his stick. Now, what he does is he, for a brief second, a split second, he puts his, his arm, chicken wing, down on, on Pagansky's stick as Pagansky's stick is underneath uh, uh, Ekman Larson's arm. And he does it for a second, and Pagansky tries to skate by, and he kind of gets off balance, and that's how he kind of goes down. That's how I took it. There, he, there, uh, Ekman Larson does not grab Pagansky's stick or arm like Korak said and like other people said on Twitter. Uh, Korak said, oh, to me, he goes, you're not looking at the play close enough. You know, it's easy call. I'm like, so I'm like, then it pissed me off. I'm like, what am I looking at here? So I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see a grab by Ekman Larson. I'd love to say I did so I can bitch about the officiating some more. Why not? But I don't see it. He doesn't take his hands off a stick. There's no there's no grab and pull down by Ekman Larson on Pagansky that I saw. I mean The the only thing that I will I will play devil's advocate as I do at least once a week. Um the only thing I'll say, because I actually agree with you, Kurt, I in a in a in a vacuum, that is uh that to me is not a penalty either. But that's more of a penalty to me than uh, than the O'Reilly interference. Penalty. Oh sure, well, and and, you, I, and I think that 
that might be because everyone was already frustrated with the officiating, and then that happened, and it was, well, what well, the hell? They're just not going to call anything for the Blues tonight. Well, you know, I, bo- both of I, I guess you can you – can, okay. So the penalty on Ekman Larson that wasn't called that Ruby wanted uh, didn't happen. Okay, that's he's. I mean, what Korak said happened. What Bruby said happened. Uh, I don't know if Bruby didn't see the video after the game. He just saw it in real time. In real time, I thought it. I thought he was pulled down too. Uh, but upon upon yeah, video review, he was not. Uh, the only thing that happened, like I said, uh, players can get a holding penalty for clamping their their elbow down uh, uh, like a chicken wing on a player's stick. Right, that can be a penalty, and he did that for an just a, a half a second, not even. Um, and that's what threw my balance. So if that was a pe- if they called that a penalty, I would have said, "Wow, that is a ticky tack penalty, right?" Because that's that's the that's fighting for the puck. That's the sticks there for. He doesn't hold him that long. It's it's really minor, and I wouldn't have called that anyway. Um, but so I I and I, I was I, I didn't I didn't you know you you know me you know I I I want to get things right, and I I'm like okay okay Korak respected. Writer, I, I like Korak. He says that is a definite easy call. Okay, I'll look at it again and closer. I'm like, no, Korak's wrong. <laughs> it didn't happen that way. I'm not sure what he was looking at. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Korak. Yeah, I love you, Lou. But sorry, you're wrong this time. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you not can't sure be right all longer. the time, Lou. Yeah, not sure <laughs> how much longer we can say friend of the show. I mean, I don't, Kurt's yeah. Gonna, thanks, uh, thanks, Kurt. Into Twitter spats with him. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. I admit when I'm wrong online. It's it's uh, with people. Doesn't in a debate. Doesn't happen often. But I, when it happens, I'm, I admit it. It actually just happened today, uh, where uh, the uh, the uh, uh, long term IR LTIR. I thought that it was not retroactive. You couldn't retroactively apply LTIR, but you can. So I, I say I'm, I was wrong about that. I was I I went to a site. I got bad information and I repost I reposted it kind of and I was wrong. I, I said so. God damn it, Kurt! And you call yourself a podcaster? I'm honest. I'm I'm fucking honest, and I just I just tell it like it is. You know what? And that's the thing. That's why we do this show. So you can say what you fucking want to, and you don't have to like toe the company line and say and 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 back up. Oh, you can't like go against Ruby's comments or you can't go against so and so's comments because it might get your press uh, credentials revoked or you might not get that question answered you ask next time you know that's whatever man it is nice being able to speak my mind i'll, I'll agree with you there uh when i was in the media that was not allowed <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying uh, so i mean and i think and, and it wouldn't have hurt plus plus i couldn't wear a backwards hat in the press box <laughs> and that that's just terrible See, yeah i mean i get it all right, but that's my take. And I think uh, uh, F1179Hawk, uh, video doesn't show that. I rewatched it. Clapping the hands. I think she agrees with me. I hate that Kurt is right, let alone Kurt and Ponder being right, but they're right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So she agrees too. Uh, well, she's uh, she, she's also giving Bill props for petting the dog. <laughs> Pet the dog. Pet dog more. Pet it. Good Bill. Good Bill. Pet the <laughs> Something dog. Something talking to a dog. <laughs> Sorry, I. Well, uh, that is he, one of Bill's. That is one of Bill's fetishes to be talked to like a dog. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Did you not want me to tell people about that? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, too late. It's a private conversation that you had <laughs> yeah, before the show. Cat's, cat's out of the bag. No, sorry. I, uh, I, I just had to give him his uh, his last dose of medicine for the night. He's epileptic, and 
also wanted to make sure he wasn't about to go in and have a seizure so you guys don't have to witness that. It's it's not pretty. Yeah. Nobody wants to witness that. That would pretty much be the worst thing to ever happen on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. but it's very hey everybody check out let's go blues radio their dog had a epileptic do we do we continue the show what do we do i don't know do we just just stop the show Uh, yeah i hope we never find out yeah i i think it'll the way that it'll it'll happen because it's likely going to happen at some point will be that i just disconnect video and you guys will have to go on without me it's not that hard no, we've. I can't imagine going on without. We've Bill. had to make do before, so we we we've got we've got a little bit of practice a few times, so we'd be okay, I think. Not as good, but we'd be okay. I don't know. We'd be okay. I don't function. I don't function as well when Bill's not here. Ah, <sighs> uh, Kemper made twenty four saves in the shutout. Bennington made eighteen of nineteen saves. Blues were over two on the PP. Blues were four for four on the PK. Uh, Blues were out hit almost two to one, 30 to 16. I hate that stat. I've said it before. Um, it's like the most inaccurate yeah. stat in hockey. Um, I don't even know why I put it up there. <laughs> uh, that, uh, I, I remember in the playoffs in 19, I think we even had this discussion on the show. There was a game where the Blues won, and everybody was concerned. Well, they were out hit. That, that's the Blues MO. They hit people, and they play, they forecheck, and and uh, they got to get more hits than the other team to wear them down. And it's like, if you're hitting, that means you don't have the puck. The Blues had the puck for 90% of that game. So it's, I agree 100%. It's such an outrageous stat, and, and the fact that people focus on it is ridiculous. Uh, got seven points in the seven games. So uh, all in all, it was a nice recovery after losing the uh, three of the first four games in the ser- in the series. Uh, and like I said before, they were 0.7 seconds away from winning four of the seven games. So there's that silver lining. Uh, a number of the games uh, have been rescheduled that were postponed. Uh, the NHL announced Tuesday that several of the postponed games involving the St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, and Minnesota Wild have been rescheduled. Two of uh, F117 Nighthawks teams, if I do recall correctly. She is from Colorado. So, uh, In addition, the March 27th game between the St. Louis Blues and Anaheim Ducks has been rescheduled for March 28th, and two games against the San Jose Sharks now have earlier start times, which uh, one of them is, I think, uh, on Saturday, which they bumped up uh, by an hour. I think it was an hour. Was it 7 o'clock start time mm-hmm. here, and then they bumped it up to 6? For That sounds for right. For some yeah. reason. Why was that? Why, why bump us up an hour? <laughs> uh, I didn't think uh, for daylight savings. Maybe time. it's a maybe they're televising it, then they're doing back two games, uh, one after it too on NBCSN or something. I don't know. Um, I think maybe it's that Ryan O'Reilly has a doctor's appointment at nine thirty, <laughs> so he wanted to make sure the game was over by then. Right. No, he doesn't have a doctor's appointment. He's got he's got a, he's got a he, cavity. He's got no, a he's, cavity filled. He's got a car shield shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's right. what it is. I hear Hulk Hogan's going to be on the next one, so oh, tune God. in. <laughs> tired of the, I'm tired of the wrestling and hockey crossover. I'm tired of it. Uh, uh, so, and there's one, two. Woo! Stop it. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> banned from the show. You're two minutes. Mute for Ponder. Uh, seven? Seven games. Uh, scheduled time change. So it's on the Blues website. I'm not going to run down the list of games that are changed. So, um, The... Um, the Athletics uh, NHL uh, projections as of today, the 17th of February. So they did an article, and it's going to be updated every day, uh, with projected standings, 
divisional probabilities, um, and daily playoff chances for kind of like Money Puck, I guess, uh, has been doing in a way. Um, but this is not in as cool a pie, it's not in a cool pie chart fashion. But uh, they've got to project the standings in the season. Uh, Colorado with 76 points, Vegas with 73, the Blues with 69, and Minnesota with 64. And uh, Arizona missing the playoffs at 62 points, which I think would make us happy. Um, not seeing them in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I just, you know, if we get to the playoffs, we're going to play Arizona in the playoffs at some point. It's it's going to happen. <laughs> Arizona. Can you imagine? Can you imagine though, with this crazy year and and the you know the the non-standard rules, us playing Arizona for the Stanley Cup? That's crazy. No, uh, thank you. No, thank you. Know. you. That's no. all I'll say. <laughs> no, no, no. Hell no, man. You know uh, what? So would you would you rather play somehow, Colorado, Vegas, or Arizona? Somehow, give me Chicago for the Stanley Cup. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Colorado, Colorado, Vegas, or, or Detroit. Colorado, Vegas, or uh, Arizona. Would Maybe you want to play in the playoffs? I, I honestly you play because yes, because I think that would be the most entertaining. Oh, I agree. But as far as like uh, the Blues' best chance of moving on goes. I think Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I give, give me Vegas. I, I'd rather play. I'd rather play Arizona. Yeah, give me Arizona. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want, I want to see Bennington. Like, out of all those teams, Bennington in a series where it has to matter because this this seven games against Arizona, Bruby's right. It wasn't. It wasn't a series. It was just seven games that we had to play against them back to back because of COVID put Bennington like that put Bennington in a must win series against that team. No way we lose. If, if he can, if he can get back to the form that he had when we won the cup in 19. Can, can Vegas, real quick, can Vegas, we just Colorado, say I'm scared. The division that the blues should be in. Florida is number one. Chicago is number two. I questioned early in the season if Chicago would win a fucking game this year because they were so bad. Well, they've won how, seven or nine. How? I know. Well. They won and, tonight, too. But they've also played Detroit like four of those games. And they they, won, they played Detroit tonight and won two nothing, I think. Yeah, Detroit's awful. But, I mean, Chicago's going to make the playoffs in that division. They have no right being there. So the so I they got the they blues. Could. They got the blues at a twelve percent chance to finish first in the division, a twenty three percent chance to finish second, thirty three percent chance to finish third, twenty percent chance to finish fourth, and then a nine percent chance to finish fifth out of the playoffs. So I don't care. As long, honestly, whoever I don't remember You're, if it was Baruby or if it was Hitchcock. I know one of the blues coaches in the past has said, "Just get us to the playoffs and we'll take our chances." Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah. I don't. I don't care who they play, especially now with kind of a a lack of of home ice advantage. Put them in the playoffs. I put them against everybody in that division. And I know I disagree with you guys here, but I think Arizona, for whatever reason, they've got the Blues' number. That's the yeah, one team but, I don't want to face. 
Yeah, but you know, I, we how many times do you see it before, in the past where a team has a team's number in the regular season where they win a series, uh, and they in the playoffs it just it doesn't happen the same way. F one F one seven test that. F one seven nine hawk says we aren't beating a healthy Colorado. I watched them, so uh, I think she just shut you down. Oh, there, oh, oh! <laughs> you watch them because you live in Colorado. Well, guess what? I watch them too, and I think the Blues. Uh, I think they can beat them. I really do. I, I think you're a healthy pretty... Blues squad. I and 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 give them fifty six games too. I, I think we're still seeing this team figure it out. They're still figuring out how to play together. You got guys like, uh, uh, you got guys like, uh, Kurt. Can you you guys uh, you guys have? I can hear you, but you're staticky. You got a lot of a lot of background hiss and, and static. How about now? This is, it's gone now. All right, it, it, great. It, it comes, it comes and goes, but yeah, it's gone now. Okay, great. Well, anyway, um, I think the uh, the Blues are still figuring out. You look at that uh, that second pairing of of Krug and Falk. I think they're still trying to figure out how to work together. I think Hoffman is still finding his way in the system. You give him fifty six games, and uh, again, I trust Craig, uh, Coach Craig Berube, more than anyone. I think this team could fight anybody in in this division, and uh, I I'm. I put them up against Colorado. I think it might take seven games, but I think there's a good chance the Blues uh, walk away from that series. Here's the problem too with Colorado is that they are the, the, the past couple of years they've had a hard time staying healthy. They've had a lot of injury problems. Uh, last year they were they were bad, they were they were horribly hit with injuries, uh, and then the pause happened, and then everyone was concerned about oh my gosh now they're going to be healthy when they come out of the pause. Remember that, um, and that didn't pan out for them. So, but. Uh, I, I I think a healthy Colorado team scares me, but I mean, yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I I mean, we I mean, the Blues are good enough, good enough to beat anybody. They can beat. I mean, they can, they're good enough to win the Cup this year if they play their best hockey and they and, and they play consistent. Uh, but it's just a matter of that happening. That that's the that's the question. Okay. Right. It, you know, I, I the last thought from well, the only thought that I'll I'll provide on Colorado because I haven't made one at this point is I. I when it comes down to it, if it if it becomes a question of goaltending in that series, I, I'm gonna like the Blues over the over uh, the Avalanche. Um, you know, either uh, Frenzos or um, Grubauer, uh, Bennington in 19 form, and you know, again that that's you know it's kind of like. I feel like a, a broken record. The uh, the classic rock fan. Oh, give me give me Bennington in his peak. Um, but but if he rises to that occasion like he did, you know, if 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 he can play like that in a seven game series, I think he can make a difference more so than could uh, Grubauer or Frenzos. So, bring it. The only issue the only issue I have with this entire uh, the athletic article uh, everyday updated thing is that it's all generated using advanced stats. That's the only that's the only issue I have with it. Um, it's fine for fun and conversation like we're doing now, but uh, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in this. It's not based on, you know, uh, experts who watch the t- the games every day and these teams and they they're weighing in with their uh, opinions and then they get the, the 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 average of the score for the everyone's opinion. It's all based on advanced stats. So. Uh, put, take that with a grain of salt for what this what this says. I think yeah, but, grains you know, of salt to put to. Big big to, grains of salt. To put to put in perspective what Kurt's saying, back when uh, two years ago, 
when the Lightning faced off against the Blue Jackets in the playoffs. Every single projection they did with advanced stats, Lightning and four, Lightning and four. Guess what? It was Blue Jackets and four. So it really doesn't, you can't put too much stock into that. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the uh, up next for the Blues is Thursday night versus the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night. Um, Wait. If you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, it's tonight. The who? The San Jose Sharks. It the, is not the red team from Arizona. Are, are they? Arizona Sharkodies? I was going to say, are they a minor league affiliate of the Arizona <laughs> Coyotes? Uh, they, they, they play like they are. Oh, and any, Connor, any Connor, Connor Garland is their number one winger, right? Mm. Mm. Who's a net Kemper yeah. uh, Ranta? They say they say Ekman Larson has a uh, not Ekman Larson um, uh, Carlson. Eric Carlson has a uh, groin injury. Did you hear about that? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, let it slip during an interview uh, that uh, Carlson has his injury is a groin injury. And it's been there for the entire time that he's been a member of the San Jose Sharks. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and what AJ Strong said uh, probably is because I mean, okay, AJ Strong says that uh, Eric Carlson is a lazy player, and uh, he has constant groin problems, which kind of uh, is not something that is surprising if a player is lazy, because if you're lazy, you're not. Fully stretching out your 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 groin before the game, you know, you know, yeah, prepping the way you should, and I can see a groin being a problem because if you're if you're not fully stretching before a game, the groin is the first thing that's going to hurt you. Your groin, and your and hamstring, I'll, and I'll tell you, as and, and Bill could probably speak to this too as a goalie, but um, I have had a groin injury once in my life, and and I'm very lucky to say that because I've played hockey since I was 12 years old. Um, I I stretch thoroughly before games. I, you know, run on a treadmill before I play even even men's league. I'm like, okay, go go put, you know, even a quarter mile on the treadmill just to stretch yourself out. Um, I one time I was busy all day. I showed up to the rink. The the game had started. We were slow, we were low on guys, and literally like the minute I got on the bench, they're like, Jeff, get out there, and I pulled my groin in my third shift and, and uh, I said, again, I'm like, I don't care if they need me right away. They can skate three or four guys. I well, I'm going to stretch. It's, it's, it's better it, than someone else pulling it. Well, it, that's, that's always the joke, right? Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. I pulled my groin last night. Felt so good. I pulled it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so rapid fire. I was just going to say real quick uh, uh, on that point. The only, only serious injury from hockey that I ever suffered was a uh, a pulled hamstring. Um, I was I was a dedicated oh. pregame stretcher, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I I worked out the you know the groin enough not to ever pull that during a game, but you know. I haven't played in a long time, so I, I, I can't imagine what prep's going to be like if I if I get back out there. AC Generator in the YouTube chat says uh, he cut himself shaving, I guess talking about Carlson, uh, with an old-fashioned razor. Segway. I, I love how... It was a non-manscaped I love how product. our listeners 
Right. Our listeners are trying to set us up for segues. We had one earlier from uh, Austin Lynch trying to set us up. And I'm like, you guys realize you don't have to do that, right? Like, you can just listen to the show enjoy it. <laughs> oh, they're having fun. No, I appreciate it. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, 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 An old-fashioned razor and uh, not the uh, high-tech manscaped razor that you can get uh, 20% off with free shipping at, ma- at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. That. Damn right. Damn right. It's good stuff. Check it out. Visit the site. Just go to the site. Check it out. Look around. Use, and if you see something you like and want to try out, use the coast. It's free shipping and 20% off. Manscaped.com. Oh, um, <laughs> I was I was going to say before we get into the uh, the uh, the next segment, the rapid rapid fire hockey tidbits. Uh, I I apologize for not getting a chance uh, with my hectic work schedule to add this into the uh, uh, to the outline, but uh, I did want to throw a shout out there. Um, the the last game of the the set with Arizona, um, Andy Strickland had a piece on. Uh, Jay Verity, who is now assistant coach with the Arizona Coyotes, um, and it's uh, it, it was amazing to me. Uh, so Jay Verity uh, was uh, another kid from Cahokia that grew up playing hockey, and he had the dedication to stick with the dream and uh, chase the dream all over the place. He was in Salmon Arm for a while uh, in the Western League chased it all the way over to France to be to get some head coaching experience uh had a gold medal on the 2010 World Junior Championships as the video coach and uh you know he's made his way I think he had a season with uh, Kingston in the OHL uh before getting the uh uh head coach of the um uh, the Roadrunners, the Tucson Roadrunners, the Phoenix minor league system and is now an assistant coach <laughs> in arizona um if you didn't catch the uh the segment that strickland did on it um highly recommend you go back and look at it um verity was not a name um that was you know he he was uh he was a carpool mate of mine at cbc so i'm extremely proud that he had the dedication to stick with it and you know he is really you know he, he he he's living the dream you know, congratulations, Jay. You're going to make an NHL head coach someday. Um, and it was great to see that. Glad Strickland called it out. Um, but if you didn't catch that, um, I think it was uh, towards the you know end of the second period, beginning of the third period, Strickland had a piece uh, in game the seventh game against Arizona. Go back and watch it and, and learn about Jay Verity. Great guy. And, uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome, Cahokia alum, friend CBC of, alum. friend of the sh- friend of future, the show, Andy future friend of the show. I was gonna I, say, uh, Bill, think... we will. Uh, I, I, I will. I will talk with you off the air, but I think that would be a very good guest to have for a uh, future off-season show. Um, did you post the photo that you had with him when you guys were playing together? Um, I didn't post it on it, it, too many other people involved in the in the photo, so I didn't. I wasn't comfortable posting it online, but uh, maybe I'll excerpt that, you know, because I can I can uh, crop it to because uh, he was right next to me in that photo. But our, uh, yeah, our photo yeah, from yeah. Squirts, you should do yeah, that. That was that was great. He's uh, yeah, uh, amazing to think. And you know, going back to our playing days, 
I've never seen somebody so dedicated to the game. I'm not surprised that he made it this far uh, as a coach. Uh, so, again, congrats. Not that not that I think he'll ever listen to this show, but if he does, congrats, Jay. Super proud, man. Oh, he's going to listen to the show. And don't you worry, I'm going to clip off what you just said. I'm going to send it to the Coyotes. <laughs> so he's he will hear this. <laughs> Uh, Tuesday night, uh, Nazim Kadri uh, helps out the Blues uh, by getting a game-winning goal for the Avalanche with less than a minute to go versus the Golden Knights. Who are you rooting for in this uh, series? It's not a series, this two-game series. Who would you like to see the win? The team that's ahead of us that a lot of people pick to finish second or the team that's behind us that a lot of people pick to finish first? I uh man, I could make a really bad joke here. I don't I don't know if I should. The timing's probably not right. But you know what? I've had a couple drinks, so I'm gonna do it. Uh channeling my Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, uh, if anybody remembers that episode. I've had a couple drinks, so screw it. Uh I hope they both get COVID. <laughs> uh, but not until late okay. in the season. I'm kidding. Not- not until I'm the playoffs. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> how about how about just? I, I want to say McDavid, not McDavid. Um, David Abisher, Connor McDavid, McKinnon, McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon. Jesus, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, just McKinnon. The, uh, well, we can. Well, they're without McKinnon, we're fine. Bill, do you like that that David Abisher throw in there? I I like it. The the heir apparent to Patrick Waugh, David Abisher. Mm-hmm. Swiss great, uh, uh, David Swiss. Yeah, Swiss goalie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm all. I, I'm. I'm greedy. I want the Blues to finish first, so I'm all about the team ahead of us losing. Yeah. So basically, yeah. you're yeah. hoping for no overtime. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh overtime. Yeah, yeah overtime sucks. I'd no, say no, no three point games. I'd say split series, no overtime. That's that's okay. that's really what that's, we want. That's fair. Yeah, he's generator adds that split with no OT games. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Agree completely. F one one seven nine Hawk says, uh, how do you forget Nathan? I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I uh, McDavid popped into my head and I couldn't get rid of it and I couldn't think of McKinnon's name. It's just the way it worked. Uh, and, let's uh, just add she, she apparently to... I, I well I was gonna say that she was uh, she just uh she said she asked for the promo code for manscaped and she's uh she's buying something so and she's gonna let us know how it is for women <laughs> i no, i will tell you the uh the the the, the trimmer uh, damn it kurt help me out here the, the lawnmower name the, 3.0 the lawnmower we can't think we can't think of mckinnon we can't think of a lawnmower yeah um it's dude it's i i mean i couldn't imagine it would not work for women it is unbelievable the way that it works for men is unreal it's so she good. should pick up some uh ball preserver a ball, ball deodorant too Okay. Yeah, women smell down there too. Sure, so sure, not? sure, sure. Um, I mean, no, the lotion I, don't the lotion don't know. Yeah, Kurt, <laughs> I was just going to add to to your point about not remembering McKinnon, and obviously now with me lawnmower, <laughs> we're doing a live show here. You ever listen to a radio show? They do the same thing. So, any of you uh, people who are like, oh, these podcasters don't know the leading score for the name of the Colorado Avalanche. Try doing this live. It's uh, it's not easy. And I'm talking to you, Blues Hockey Podcast, and two guys, no cup or whatever the hell their name is. Two guys, they, one cup. They, I, give us one cup. Two guys, one no, cup. I, yeah. Two yeah. guys, one cup. I no, I'm kidding. I love those guys. They're all great, except Jason Martin. 
You know what those two shows have in common? <laughs> They are, they are they are not the original St. Louis Booze Hockey Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I'm so uh, glad you did. I mean, it's funny because it's true. Anyway. What's another uh, blues po- uh, last minute blues podcast uh, over at uh, the point? Yep. Yeah, uh, Blue Notes. They, they are not the original. Blue Notes. Nope. They are not the original. But you nope. know what? You guys do a great job in your own right and keep it up. We love we love blues hockey talk. Keep it up. Uh, the Coyotes uh, have alleged to have uh, a toxic work environment, uh, and apparently it's a shit show. Mm. So according to uh, an article that was uh, written, I think it was The Athletic. Yeah, um, it was. Katie Strang. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Who the, does a great job? The and the well, not according to the Coyotes. <laughs> the Coyotes organization was accused by multiple people of having a toxic work environment under owner Alex Morello. Morello. Uh, who purchased the team less than two years ago. Potential franchise irregularities, such as uh, late payments to players, um, and also workplace culture issues, and at least one alleged sexual harassment case, and other matters. Uh, And their 2020 first-round pick, Mitchell Miller, admitted to bullying a black, developmentally disabled student four years ago, and also used racist language. do you think Armstrong wants out of there now? Or I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, and it was I funny because if you look at their statement, they made a statement today about like, or I think it was today, maybe yesterday, about how Armstrong is a Stanley Cup winning GM, and how he like was happy to come there. And it's like you do realize you didn't get the Stanley Cup winning GM, right? Like that's not the one you signed. <laughs> you got the assistant GM here. He didn't get the GM. Yeah. Right. No, not not to take assistant away assistant to the GM. Right. Not to take away, you know, the, the exactly. contributions that he made, but he was definitely not the GM here. Um, I thought uh, you know, Rob from Game Time had one of the better tweets about this that uh, you think Billy Armstrong woke up this morning. Uh, it realized that uh, he's no longer in an organization that just kowtows to the uh, uh, to the media uh, and you know has to actually answer a hard question every now and then. Uh, thought that was that was a great comment, paraphrasing and probably said more than he did, but you know I'm drunk so. Katie Strange does uh, she does a great job and and um, I did read her original post before this came out and again she's an athletic writer if you've never heard of her uh she's one honestly and i'm not just saying this because she's kind of under fire right now she's one of my favorite writers at the athletic um and again maybe it's because i kind of sort of follow the coyotes um because of bill armstrong and, and clayton keller and other players but um i uh was not happy with with their response to this i think She's the type of journalist who's going to do her due diligence. She's not just going to take hearsay. Um, so, right. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, the Coyotes had to come up. They had to come out with some response, right? They, they couldn't just let that kind of thing go and just not say anything. So, of course, they're going to refute what's said. But, um, but again, to go for character assassination, great job. That's, that's, sh- yeah. that's awful. She does. She does great work. I mean, everything she wrote before that was great too. So it's, yeah. I mean, shame on you, Coyotes. Make the right call and and you know just stick with your no comment. If you really have a problem yeah. with it and it's not true, just yeah, no comment. Or, We're not going to talk about this. Or or we'll address it internally. 
something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where I mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah, you could have said so many better things. Uh, I think uh, we are wrapping the show up. You guys, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Yeah. Uh, I'll just add a quick uh, Ponder Cup uh, announcement. Sure. And I actually, uh, Bill and Kurt, this is news to you guys too. But uh, again, my my friend, the Stanley Ponder Cup, who I'm trying to hold properly so you can see, uh, is uh, is in studio with me tonight. Real quick, for anybody who's interested, uh, we did sign up in full. Uh, we have all five teams filled, but. This is a new announcement. We're adding a sixth team. So it has not been official yet, but uh, heads up to anybody who wants to play. That means we'll have about nine spots open. So anybody who wants to uh, come out and play, we're adding a sixth team to the tournament this year. So uh, we will have signups open as of right now. Still uh, top four make it? uh, Advance? We're actually going to have all six teams are going to make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're cool. guaranteed four round robin games and at least one playoff game. Cool. Wow. All for hockey. fifty dollars. All for the great price of fifty dollars. That's and uh, if you sign up now, you'll get a free tote bag. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of hockey. It's a lot of fun too. It is. Great time. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's blow-the-way grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That'll wrap up episode 23 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Dam, Kurt Price, until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.